Toshes Choshech Vehi Loila Zer Olam Hazer Adom Elalayla Chazal said that Olam Hazer resembles night. Nasil Sisharim explains that the darkness of night engenders two types of mistakes. Some things a person simply can't see at night. It's so dark, a person can't see what's in front of him, a person can stumble. But there's a more insidious type of error which darkness engenders, says Ramchal, and that is that a person sees, but he doesn't see what he's seeing. Darkness of night can engender distortions, delusions, illusions, confusions. And if Olam Hazah is compared to Laila, and the Geula, Yemos HaMashiach, and the Geula is compared to Yom, it's darkest, we know, before dawn. And in the darkest hours of night, the delusion, the illusions, the confusion is greatest. Not only in my lifetime, but I think in, in your lifetimes, there was a point at which such a schmooze would have been unimaginable, inconceivable. Not only, not only unnecessary, but inappropriate, wrong. What's there to talk about? And if there is what to talk about, it's a matter of public discourse? One of the Gimel Simonim Buuma Zel Baishanim. But Olam Hazer Domelalayla, we do need with the Or of Torah to try to dispel some of that darkness. Sometimes we quote the Pasuk, but sometimes in a more sanitized version. Toeva is a very strong, jarring word, abomination. We know we're supposed to speak Balash and Nikia. We know we're supposed to speak moderately. So we're not so comfortable Toeva. Very strong word. We're no more refined than the Torah. We're no more moderate than the Torah. And if we adulterate, if we water down the shamas of the Torah, we desensitize ourselves to what the Torah is saying. If the Torah says something is a toeva, it is that. And there's no need 
and more importantly, no justification to be politically correct in terms of, of what it is. The Torah says it, the Torah's value judgments are eternally true. In general, it's something that we need to make a communal cheshvan anefesh on, how in other contexts as well, not only in this context, how apologetics can dull our awareness of what the Torah says. Most Yisurim in the Torah don't come with such descriptions. And apparently the Torah says it for its shock effect. It is a jarring word, and intentionally so. Okay. But the Pasuk is describing behavior, homosexual behavior. What about if we're talking about people, not behavior? What, what is the, how does the Torah speak to that? What's wrong? Is there anything wrong with saying that homosexual individuals should be able to come out of the closet and be treated sympathetically, empathetically? Anytime we, Jews, B'nai Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, hear the word sympathy, so we respond. And it should be that way. The other two simonim be'umazal, rachmonim gomle chasadim, you want to tug at the heartstrings of a Jew, talk to him about compassion. Talk to him about sympathy. Talk to him about empathy because a Jew responds. And that's the way it should be. The Rambam says if we see someone who doesn't have these simonim, is both kenacharov, we have to question his lineage, and royal is mimenu. Stay away when it comes to making a shidduch if you don't see a Jew who exhibits these traits of Rachmanim, Baishanim, and Gomle Chasadim. So when we hear a plea for sympathy, we respond. So is there anything wrong? Maybe it's right. So Moshe Lema'adav Adomer, and, and, and please forgive the crudeness of what I'm about to say. It's crass and it's crude. What if someone will come and ask us for a forum for people such as himself and he'll tell us that he has a tremendous lust for his neighbor's wife. Not chas v'shalom that he's acted on it and he hopes that he never will act on it, but he has a tremendous, tremendous lust for his neighbor's wife, and he would like that we should have a forum. He wants to come out of the closet. People should know to, to relate to him sympathetically, empathetically. 
And he'll stand in front of a, of, of a forum of hundreds of people, well-meaning, well-intentioned, sincere people, people who are drawn in by and large because we were tugging at the heartstrings of Rachmanim and Gomei Chasadim, and he'll tell us about how his orientation, how his inclination is to losach mod eishes And he shouldn't be isolated from other people. There should be a club. We'll find a euphemistic description for the club. For chomdim nishere'ehem. So what would our reaction be? One of revulsion. One of revulsion. And if he'll tell us, but it's natural, I'm wired that way, is that going to diminish the revulsion in Iota? The sympathy which is correct, which is a core, core Jewish character trait, at the heart of who and what a Jew is, and there's legitimization of Taleva. There's no such thing as a Jew who should be publicly identified as being homemade Eishas Re'ehu. There's no such thing as a Jew who should be identified as having what, 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 what he professes to be an inclination or an orientation to Mishkav Zofa. <coughs> the person needs and deserves help in struggling I suspect that's absolutely true and that help and appropriate sympathy should be forthcoming. I suspect that Rove, if not everyone in this room, everyone has different issues that we grapple with. Some of us have personal issues. Some of us have familial issues. Some may have financial struggles, some may have professional issues. Most, if not everyone, has, has issues. Who needs to know about those issues? The people closest to us. Maybe our, 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 our Rabbonim. Our most intimate friends and family members. No one looks to publicize to the world. No one looks to create a class of people. No one looks to create a new category of Jew. You want to educate the public? There are other ways of educating the public without creating a category of a gay Jew, even if it's with all the insistence but not practicing. That's only a question of inclination. 
or what one professes to be orientation. Where does it come from? So we shouldn't be naive about that. We know where it comes from. There's a saying in Yiddish that the way it goes with the Gentiles, that's the way it goes with the Jews. That's a descriptive statement, not a prescriptive statement. But the way it goes with, with the Gentiles, the way it goes out on the street, the way it goes out on the street in Albany, where they look to pass same-sex marriage, that the legislation should recognize gay marriage, the way it goes in, 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 in New Jersey, where, where, where they're wrestling over such a bill, so that infiltrates, Rahman al-Islam, but that infiltrates our communities. Sympathy, appropriate sympathy, is correct and warranted, but it's a travesty when that sympathy is cynically manipulated and exploited to create a legitimization to create a new category of, of, of a Jew who should be able to come out of the closet and identify himself as oriented towards Toeva. Sympathy can also be overdone. The Rambam has a line in a different context. He writes that at times, Rachmonos misdirected can really be achzorius. What is intended, albeit sincerely, as Rachmonos, at times can turn out to be achzorius. And that's true not only if that Rachmanus, not only if that compassion is misdirected, but even if it's exaggerated. Rachmanus is also one of the Midas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu where one has to follow the Midah HaBainanus. Exaggerated Rachmanus can translate into Achzorius. Case in point. If one allows for the following combination of propositions. Proposition number one, homosexuals are wired that way. It's something which is hopelessly irreversible. They're wired that way. That's proposition number one. Proposition number two, about which, of course, there is a big debate in the mental health community, although on the street one only hears one side of, of, of that debate. Proposition number two, in addition to the fact that they're hopelessly, irreversibly wired that way, proposition number two is that this represents a unique sui generis, heroic, Herculean struggle to conform 
to what the Torah says, What's wrong with that combination of propositions? What's wrong with that combination of propositions is that no matter how many times one gets up and repeats the mantra, Allah is not negotiable. We operate within halachic guidelines. Halach is not relativistic. No matter how many times and in whatever form or format one repeats that mantra that halach is not negotiable, but the real message that's broadcast, if one is hopelessly, irreversibly wired this way, and this represents a heroic, Herculean struggle, my admiration knows no bounds to someone who's able to withstand the, the, this Nisoyan. So the message being sent is, we don't think of ourselves as heroes. We don't hold ourselves to heroic standards. The message being sent is, despite my mantra of halacha is absolute, halacha is not negotiable, the real message under the guise of sympathy, the message that's being sent is, you know what? You know what? The Torah's halacha isn't really real for you. I don't really expect you to be able to comply with it because you're hopelessly, irreversibly oriented this way. And it's such a heroic struggle of titanic proportions and dimensions that you engage in. So what's the message? The message is, I don't really expect you to be able to comply with what the Torah says. What's the message? I don't know how this stands, how this is compatible with Hatsur Tom and Paulo, Kichodrach of Mishpat. That, Rabbosai, may be well-intentioned. It may be a sincere expression and attempt to extend sympathy, but that is achzorius, nothing less. Because the message that it broadcasts is, I don't expect you to be able to comply with what the Torah says is Yehoreg Val Yavor. Point number one, sympathy. There's a difference between sympathy and legitimization. The fact that on the street, sympathy is co-opted, exploited, cynically manipulated, to create legitimization, one doesn't need gay marriage for appropriate sympathy for a person who's discreetly struggling with something, the way people discreetly struggle with every other issue. And point number two, sympathy can be overdone. Sympathy can be exaggerated. And when sympathy is exaggerated, it's no longer sympathy, but it's achzorius. Point number three, very briefly. 
In many contexts, the Rav Zechariah used to speak about, wrote about, how at the very core of halacha lies the concept of defeat, of surrender. Halacha means the discipline of halacha, the absolute lines parameters and contours of halacha mean that I can't have everything I want. The fact that I want it doesn't mean that it has to be doable. The fact that I want it, no matter how much I want it, doesn't mean that it has to be feasible al-pi halacha. The essence of halacha, defeat, surrender, to know that I can't have it just because I want it. The mindset we too often operate in is if I want it, so then the onus is on the contemporary Bale Halacha to figure out how I can have it. And that mindset is also operative here. So that, so that there's no misunderstanding in applying what we've been talking about to last week's event, so I'd like to explicitly address it. The condemnation, the macha'a, which we all feel and which we should all be making, again, unequivocal, is about the event. I don't think any of us should or can stand in judgment of what people who attended the event or even some of the participants and organizers had in mind. Adorab, I personally am convinced that the overwhelming majority of those constituencies meant well and meant very well and were sincerely motivated and well-intentioned. They either didn't realize what the event was going to be, or their sympathy was co-opted and manipulated. That line, which should be so clear and sharp, which delineates the difference between appropriate sympathy for discrete individuals struggling with an issue and legitimization, which should be so sharp, but society has totally obliterated, was a source of confusion. The, the, the argument that people have to be able to tell the whole world in order to overcome depression is not true in any other context, and it's not true in this context any more than it is in any other context. Yes, you have to be able to talk to the people closest to you, to get hadrocha, to get help. Absolutely. Do you have to come out of the closet about every issue and struggle that a person has? It's not done in any other context, 
And the only reason it's done in this context is because the way it goes by the non-Jews is the way it goes by the Jews. There the agenda is alternate lifestyle. There the agenda is gay pride. There the agenda is gay marriage. And that's what's influencing us. I was asked also to address some of the questions Talmidim have raised in terms of their reactions, their responsibilities. Specifically, one series of questions relates to a, 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 a petition that was drawn up that's addressed to President Joel. Should that petition be signed? What difference does it make if I sign? Who am I to sign? Isn't such a petition an affront to President Joel? And isn't it inappropriate for that reason? Unfortunately, the way the Chilul Hashem unfolded, the way the event was projected, and the way the event was carried out, it was billed and carried out as being gay at YU. The way the Chilul Hashem unfolded, it unfolded on a reflection, as a reflection on the institution, not on the graduate schools, Talmidim in Yeshiva College. It unfolded as a reflection on all of us because of people involved in the event, attending the event. And when that's how the Chil Hashem unfolds, so not only is there a Chiyuv to find some forum, some vehicle to go on record against this Chil Hashem, but in this context, so that obligation is true many times over. Because right now, the picture projected, obviously a total, total distortion is that it reflects on the yeshiva. It reflects on every, every segment of the yeshiva. Administration, rebellion, talmidim, Everyone was implicated by how the program was projected and how it came off. Being gay in YU. Two of the four presenters also spoke about actual Mishkav Zohar. In addition to the, the, the distortions and the Chil Hashem of what we spoke about until now, I don't know, the transcript talks about lots of about applause at various points. But there wasn't any machot. So that's where the record stands, unless everyone, every segment of the community has to go, of our community, has to go on record and say, no, that's not us. We reject, we renounce, we disassociate ourselves from all of that.
When it comes to Kvot Shemayim, person doesn't ask, who am I, what am I? That's not, a, that's not an, an, an occasion for another one. The Bitzelin, his Hagdomat and Nefesh Achayim, the Cholvore Hashemesh Bikvuraso Hemero Kainto Mohu, Shim Kolknias Gufo Unamichas Rucho Lemile da Alma, my father was so humble, such total bitter of himself, Kainafok Levavo Bemile de Shmaya Lumbosh Oyz Vahodor. But when it came to Mile de Shmaya, then a person has to be strong. There's no room for another there. Who am I? What am I? You're one more voice. Why well, each of us is one more voice saying, no, that's not what we represent. That's not what we, ex- that's not what we, what, what, what we believe. It was a travesty and a distortion of everything we are and everything we believe. And Hayos, that that distortion was projected onto all of us, being gay in YU, by virtue of, again, the program, people involved, albeit even those well-intentioned, many of whom were well-intentioned, but echad shogeg echad mezid. And therefore, on every level, both for internal consumption as well as external consumption, a statement has to be made, no, that's not what we believe, that's not what we are, that's not what we represent. What about if, if, if the petition, what about the question, is, is it an affront to, to President Joel? So I'd like to tell you two things on that. Please listen to both. First of all, one answer is to clarify halacha. One answer is to clarify mitzitz. To clarify halacha, the answer is it doesn't make a difference. If you're talking about Kvot Shemayim, one does what is right, what is calibrated for Kvot Shemayim, and it doesn't make any difference any other Cheshbonos. It doesn't make a difference what anyone else thinks. If it's the right thing for Kvot Shemayim, if it expresses what should be said and what should be expressed with Kvot Shemayim, it doesn't make a difference what anyone else thinks. Sovdova hakol nishma. It doesn't make a difference what anyone else thinks. That's the halacha shabbat. The mitziyah shabbat, it doesn't represent an affront to President Joel because we all stand on the same side of the issue. He's no more in favor of anything that happened than any of us are. So the Metziah Shabbat is it doesn't represent an affront. The Metziah Shabbat is that everyone on every layer and every segment of our constituency has to work together to try to undo and repair that Chilol Hashem. But ultimately, we will only know that we've done what we can 
to repair that Chil Hashem and future occurrences of Chil Hashem when we are determined when we are resolute to not only renounce Chilal Hashem, but to also renounce causes of Chilal Hashem. And as we move forward, and the causes, the root causes of Chilal Hashem need to be understood, need to be addressed unequivocally, unapologetically, without any cheshbonos that detract from Kvot Shemayim. And all of us, all of us, no matter what one's position in the community of Yeshiva is, no matter what one's age, all of us have to share that absolute, resolute determination to again not only renounce and try to correct the Chilal Hashem, but also to renounce the root causes of it and to address that as well and to move forward and to do what we're all here to do, what we spend our time doing, that the Pasuk of Abdi Ato Yisrael Asher B'chor Espa'er should be said of us and everything we do in Yeshiva.